Thanks for listening to the Last Days podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hello and welcome to the Last Days podcast. So great to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. So my beautiful wife, Katie, and myself, shall go nameless. Um, <laughs> we are really happy to be able to come into your home or into your car, or maybe we're on the, the jogging trail. Wherever it might That'd be, be that you are, um, are listening to us, we're really thankful that you're taking the time and allowing us to uh, share with you some things that are on our hearts. And uh, we love you. And we're actually, you know, we, we hear very often now um, just, just reports from people who were talking about that, that we had no idea were listening to the podcasts. Um, <clears throat> pretty amazed um, how they're really uh, having a, a positive impact. <laughs> um, I would hope they wouldn't have negative impacts, but you never know. But a real po- positive impact on, on people's lives. And, um, and so thank you for listening to these, and thanks for sharing them. I mean, if they're, if they're beneficial to you, share it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I'm sure that you've surrounded your people who have um, commonalities with you. And so if it's, if it's a blessing to you, then it's going to be a blessing to somebody else. So if you can, you can do that and, uh, you know, just uh, whatever it is, uh, share, share the information and um and subscribe to it. That's what I was, the word I was looking for. Subscribe so that you get notifications when it drops. Of course, at noon on Mondays and Fridays, these drop. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard, yes. And uh, so if you can uh, subscribe, then it just reminds you that, hey, the podcast is up and um, and we get to share with you again. And so uh, to not belabor the point or anything like that, we're just going to dive right in here. Uh, the only other thing I need to say is that if you have not come and visit us here in Johnson City, <laughs> Tennessee, you've really missed God. You really have. Oh, gosh. Because this, this is, it's a, it's, you have to kind of read between the lines and some of the verses, but this is where God lives. Anyway, oh, no, wow. I'm just telling you, it's really, really amazing here. So we invite you, please come up and, and visit. Better yet, just because you, you're going to get here and you're going to love it so much, just plan to move right now, okay? <laughs> so anyway, hey, let's go on in. Yes. We've been talking for the last several podcasts, actually, <clears throat> um, on the subject of defilement. The last two um, was a little bit different because we were just, we were just flowing with... Led by the with, Holy Ghost. Yeah, yes. flowing with the Holy Spirit. And, and well, actually, we do that in all of ours, mm-hmm. but... We want to continue on along these lines, and let's just see where the Holy Ghost leads us today. And so uh, hang on for the ride. I, we can't start off talking about what the Word of God has to say in Mark chapter 7, though. Mm-hmm. So if we kind of lay a foundation, it says in verse 6, uh, um, Jesus speaking, um, and he's talking to some people he really loves, and he says, you hypocrites. <laughs> Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote that these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And then um, he says, uh, in, if you flip down to verse 14 there, or 15, it's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
And then verse 21 and 22 and 23, for from within, out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within, and they are what defile you. And so these things that he listed in verses 21 and 22, I don't necessarily think that this is like an exhaustive list, okay? <laughs> um, but, and I, I know it's not an exhaustive list, actually, because if you are if you were following the the Wednesday night series on defilement that I'm teaching, um, you're going to find find that we uh, I, I cover a, a lot of ground there. But um, so being not an exhaustive list, um, he talks about evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander pride and foolishness and those are words that come out of the new living translation um and so if we're looking at that um spiritual defilement according to jesus comes from a heart that's filled with sin okay and so sin manifesting or masquerading uh, it's not masquerading because some of it's pretty pretty out there it's just what it is Mm -hmm. but it is, uh, it, it's, it's found in these different areas like evil thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably nobody here that is um, listening to the podcast who's never had an evil thought, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and so those are, and you can say, well, that's, those aren't my thoughts. Well, you know what? They are your thoughts, but they may be seeded by, by something that you... Uh, saw by something that you heard, mm-hmm. but depending upon what you do with what you see and what you hear, um, do you think on these things? Right, right. Um, and the things that we're to think on according to the Word of God are things that are good, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but evil thoughts don't fall into any of those categories. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, you know, obviously Satan works in the realm of reason. He does. So he brings thoughts um, to your mind. And then, of course, we do have just, you know, kind of our, our, our own thoughts um, that, you know, um, come about in obviously a variety of ways, depending Crazy on Crazy thoughts. Yeah, what we, you know, what we, um, and, and sometimes that just stems from like what we feed ourselves, right? What we yep. watch, um, um, who we talk to, what conversations we have, you know, what we're reading, you know, all the, all those kind of Ways that Everything we have of, it. you know, feeding our mind um, and and a lot of times um, how disciplined we are in the way that we think mm-hmm. as well. Um, and how but, we cast down imagination. Yes. And right. every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Yes. That's because that's where we have to take captive right. our thoughts. Right. For so sure. So they don't become evil thoughts. Right. And so just because a thought enters our mind, of course, we you know, we can just at that point right then and there take authority over that and replace it with the word of God. Yeah. You don't have to entertain the thought. Right. Don't, don't allow it to. And you know, you don't even have to waste a lot of energy like, oh my goodness, where did that come from? I just, you know, cause there are some thoughts that hit your mind that, you know, obviously just like an arrow sent from, 
the enemy and it's just it sort of like seems to like hit you out of left field so to speak like well that was quite a curveball um why um why why am i even thinking like that what is wrong with me you know and then you go into this whole thing where really we don't even need to spend time or energy or anything like that um but simply you know cast that vain imagination down exactly and replace it with the word of god you know i always talk about many times you know teaching along these lines and and even regarding even sometimes even going forward in faith and things like that that you know if you compare it to like a sports team let's just say basketball, for example, you could use football or soccer, you know, really most any sport, um, they have a defense and an offense. You've got to have great of both of those. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, if you don't have a good defense, then your opponent is always scoring on you. You might have a good offense and you're able to score well, but if you can't stop your opponent from scoring, then you still can't win the game, right? And so- Same with, you know, you could have a great defense and you can stop your opponent from scoring, but if you're not able to score points, again, you can't win. The kind of the same concept with really winning in life and succeeding in life that you've got to be able to be on your your defense against the enemy, which of course is standing upon the authority that you've been given. Mm -hmm. And um, and this really does apply, um, especially with you know, your mind, because we know in Proverbs that according, the the word says, according to the way a man um, thinks in his heart, so So is he. he. So, um, and that refers to not just thoughts of the mind, but you actually believe them signified by thinking in in your heart. So, because whatever we think on long enough actually drops down into our heart mm-hmm. and becomes a core belief in us. Yeah, and does. of course determines then our the way that we talk, our actions, which of course turn into our our habits, which go on and then affect and determine actually our destiny. So it's, it's so yeah, vital the way. way that we think. But going back to we've got to be able to our, our defensive position against the enemy, of course, is standing upon the authority that we've been given and understanding the place that we have. We are seated in heavenly places with Jesus, okay? That's that's our position of authority, and the devil is actually underneath our feet. That has taken place because, remember, when Jesus paid the price with his life, he actually went down to hell, and he took authority away from the enemy. There had to be a legal price that was paid. So all of that has been done for us. So whether you feel yes. anointed, whether you feel saved, whether you're, you know you feel spiritual or not actually doesn't play into it. It's an understanding of where you're seated in Christ and what you have been given as your as your authority, as your birthright. What came your spiritual birthright? What is a part of your life because of the price that's been paid? In other words, we're not trying to gain this through righteousness, through being saved, through our works, our deeds, or anything like that. But we have an understanding because we know the word of God, and so therefore we can apply that in our lives. And we're supposed to be. It's not God's responsibility. He's not going to do anything for you that that you can do for yourself. He's already made the way for you. He sent Jesus. Jesus paid the price again, gave uh, um, gave us the authority that we have. We have the name of Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus um, to be able to stand upon that authority that we have. Absolutely. So that's our defense. And then, of course, our offense is actually using the word of God 
in situations. So I'm going to take authority over the enemy. I'm going to stand upon what is mine. And, and I'm thankful for it. I have the anointing as well that destroys the yoke of bondage, right? But then I'm going to declare the word of God, and I'm going to make my way prosperous, just like the Lord told, told Joshua to do. That's the pattern that we follow because we are the seed of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so we've got to do both things. And so um, we take we take authority over thoughts, but then we speak and we declare the word of God. We mix faith with the word of God because that causes things to change. It causes faith to grow in you. And it causes you to be able to lay hold of things that are not currently manifest in this natural realm. That's like taking things that are ours, that belong to ours, but they're not manifest yet. They're in the, they're, they belong to us in this, this God's supernatural realm, but we've got to cause them to us to be able to lay hold in a tangible way in this natural realm. Absolutely. Now, don't take what she is saying here and and misinterpret what we're saying because even as she was talking it's just like I, I can't explain it it's just like i was seeing some other people's thoughts they think well we don't think like you think all the time we're not okay. we're not we're not pastors we don't have to always be thinking religiously and we're not talking about that at all okay <laughs> all right, because right. some people some people yeah. think that okay you know then i just have to be programmed so that the only thoughts that i ever have in my head um have to do with with Jesus, they have to do with church. They have to do with angels, prayer, prayer. fasting. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't. You know, I have a normal life. You know, I think normal thoughts. Okay, well, God Not bless that you. We don't. No, we okay. do too. Absolutely. You really can't go forward in life if all you know your whole life is a prayer meeting. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> you got to do and, something. But but you have to have boundaries. That's what she's talking about. Right. And when your thought life gets starts to edge. Um, and gets on the boundary line, you have to have the ability to pull it back in line with what the Word of God has to say. It's not that you don't have even huge parameters of things that you can you can think on and you can talk about and you can be involved in. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, truthfully, it's the majority of life, as in, and it is the full abundant life mm-hmm. that God intended for us to have. Yes. Remember, he says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. I've come that you would have life more abundantly. And yes. so abundant life isn't just like a tiny little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can only experience this right here. People think that, okay, it's you know kind of like, you know, I, I've, I've got this, okay, I've got this narrow little road because the Bible says, you know, uh, narrow <laughs> is the, the narrow is the way, and few there be that find it. Yeah, and so, uh-huh. you know, I I I walk on a, a a little path that is like six inches wide, and I have blinders on my eyes, and um <laughs> and and I I can't I can't look this way or that way. I can't see anything around, and mm-hmm. it's like even your your world is like you're in a a uh, a, a big. I don't know, whatever, a box, and you have a little hole that's about the size of a half dollar that you look out of, and this is the only <laughs> part of life that you see. I want to tell you, the abundant life is not that way at all. Right. It's just that God wants to keep you from things that will destroy your life. Mm-hmm. He, he, when he created an Adam and Eve, he says you have the entire, the entire run of the garden. The only thing that you don't have to take, the only thing that you don't have is that um, you, you can't eat 
of the tree mm-hmm. of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. You can eat of the tree of life, but mm-hmm. you can't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so of all the trees in the garden, and this wasn't this wasn't like a garden in your front yard. Okay. This is a <laughs> massive, massive place uh-huh. where they where they dwelled, where they dwelt. And um and and so and the only thing they had to not partake of was this one tree. Of course, when you tell somebody though, because of the nature of rebellion inside <laughs> of people, you can't have this. I, I it probably would have even maybe been better if God hadn't said you can't eat of this. You you think because well, no, it wouldn't have been, but because then you're like, okay, we don't have any boundaries. But the thing is, is that it seems that the nature of man is drawn towards anything that we're told we cannot do or yes. cannot have. It becomes a fascination. Then that must obsession. be exactly what I have to have. Yes, I can't stop thinking about it. The ring, <laughs> um, my precious. Um, oh, no. The things that we, you know, you don't have any business in that in that area there. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll mess you up. It'll destroy um, the plan that God has for your life, and so that's mm-hmm. why He says, "Stay away from evil thoughts, right. not stay away from thoughts." Yes, true. Okay, you can you can have uh, good thoughts. You can have uh, prosperous thoughts. You can have thoughts that bring increase, thoughts mm-hmm. that expand, thoughts that grow, thoughts mm-hmm. that build. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of thinking. Just stay away from the evil thoughts right and remember that the lord actually is the one who gave us an imagination and a brain (laughs) but he i mean and so he intended actually for us to be able to imagine and and create and and devise noble things like it talks about a generous man devises noble things so all of those things um and actually you know when you read about how um, actually of a small percentage we use of our brain. Think about if we use the Very whole thing. True. I mean, really, there really is not just any limits. I mean, that's the way the Lord created us. So he didn't intend us to even just only think just a little bit or to think of evil things. Of course, Huge we thoughts. have to make a decision with everything that belongs to us, whether that is spirit, soul, and body, or whether that involves um, relationships in our life, or it's even things like, you know, your car or, you know, pr- property you have, or, you know, things like that. We make a decision and a choice if we're going to use that, of course, to be a benefit and a blessing to the kingdom of God and to honor God, or we're going to use that to actually bring, um, a reproach upon the name of Jesus or increase into the devil's kingdom. You know, we, we make a choice, the same things really with our thoughts. If we're going to yield to the spirit of God, you know, it's amazing how, um, I, I, by my natural kind of, um, personality way, I, I don't actually consider or haven't considered myself to be a creative type person. So I remember in school, you know, um, I, I did much better in, in very, um, strict, uh, black and white things and parameters like math, right? Because there's, well, I guess math started changing, you know, but um, (laughs) anything is possible now. (laughs) 
it really honestly used to be that there was no variances. So really two plus two was just always four. It was never, could never be five or three or anything. But anyway, um, there wasn't the new math, right? But things that were very, very black and, and white, that's where I felt like the, that was my my safety zone, if that makes sense. So um, not, not things where it was like art or music, you know, that you had to like, you know, try to like be creative in and, um, you know, painting or, you know, creative writing. Oh, I could not stand that class because it was like, it was so like pull, trying to pull me out of you know, my comfort zone, which is exactly what I needed in the way sure. that I needed to expand. I didn't but like of math. Course, <laughs> but of course you're, um, I don't like the boundaries. It's okay though. It all works well because you know, with, with raising kids, just like last night, Blake's like, I got to do English. Okay. You know what? Come see dad. He's the one that's going to help you with that, with all those, you know, verbs and, and prepositions and things that, you know, you're never going to use later in life anyway. Um, and I, I told him that as soon as he brought it up, I was like, you know, I want to tell you in all my years of being an adult, I have never one time used any of this. Except when we're teaching our kids the same useless information. Yeah. It's like, why do they do this to you? God well, bless why you. Why are we doing that to you? No, maybe, because uh, just, you know, you never know. Maybe they're going to be like a newspaper, you know, editor. I don't think they you even still, still use those it. terms. Like, who even cares if it, you know, is a prepositional nominative. No, is that even a word? Predicate nominative. Predicate nominative <laughs> and See, like, adjective nominative. <laughs> nominative. <laughs> anyway. What am I trying to say here? Let we me don't just know. like <laughs> get back on track. Give some here. creative thought here. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. So I used to say out of my mouth, you know, well, I just like I have no creativity. I don't know what to do, and um, you know, I can't. I can't do anything. I can't think of anything like that. Um, but then the Holy Spirit started convicting me, and He said to me, "You may not be creative, but I'm on the inside of you, and I'm very creative." So if Hello. you if you want tap into if it. you need to create something, then you just need to ask me to help you. And so that that really has helped me so much because actually in whatever God calls you to do, guaranteed you need to be able to actually call upon him and put your faith and your trust in him, all the things that go outside of yourself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you will not fulfill actually the plan that he has for you because it has you have to reach the point and the quicker you reach it is that um is better that you realize and come to understanding what god has called me to do is impossible in the natural like i don't and i don't have to i'm not the one who makes it come to pass so i don't need to feel any pressure i don't have to feel like well gosh lord you've called me to this and i can't even do this no, what it requires to me is actually to call upon the grace of God to surrender my will and my thoughts. The reason why I'm going with this is because this so involve your, involves your thoughts. So in things that, that we do now, it actually requires a lot of creativity in all areas. I'm not saying that I'm out there, you know, painting and stuff. I, I actually have no desire to do that. Maybe when I get, you know, older and I don't know, I'm just, you know, staying at home more or whatever. Maybe I want to take a painting or whatever. Um, although it's, it's not looking that I'm going to go that way. Um, Oh, sure. Anyway, (laughs) but, but what I'm saying is that in many different ways, even what we do within the church, you've got to have a creative mindset 
And you've got to be able to um, bring forth fresh ideas. We, as leaders, you're, you're establishing vision. You're putting things out there. We need, you know, I um, am often thinking of, you know, different ways. What, you know, what can we do to, to be more of a blessing in this area? What can we do with the staff? Where can we, you know, um, what fun things can we do? What can we, how can we, you know, decorate this sanctuary different? How can we, you know, it's different areas where it actually requires you to be create, creative. And so I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost to help me do that. And it's amazing that as I have just yielded in that way, the Holy Spirit gives me ideas that I think to myself, wow, that's a great idea. And I recognize it didn't come from my brain. It didn't come from my thoughts. It was actually the Holy Spirit putting that because with the Holy Spirit, we are actually limitless. We're, we're not limited in, right. in what we can do, but we you've got to get to that point where you call upon him. But of course, if your mind is all jacked up with these polluted thoughts and things that because you don't put a guard on it and you don't cast down vain imaginations and you don't take authority over the influence of the enemy or whatever, then you're never actually going to experience this amazing blessing of the Holy Spirit even helping you to think in amazing ways. And again, the Lord gave you an imagination for a purpose, for great things, to be able to create great ways. It shouldn't be that the world or Hollywood or um, corrupt people or whatever come up with the most amazing plans and ideas and and the way to create the best, you know, um, whether it's a building or whether it's a it's a movie or whether it's a playground or whatever it is that those actually all of the most amazing ideas and the most amazing you know um, ways and fun things to do and you know even like uh, the way that things look or whatever that that should all actually be coming from the children of God. Amen. Because we're totally unlimited and remember God is a creator, and so exactly we're right. we're and we're created in that same image. Amen. And our, our words are creative. Yes, absolutely. So, but but our words show what is in our heart and mm-hmm. what's in our head. Right. And so right. if if you're not having the right words that are coming out of your mouth, then it's because you're not feeding yourself the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so you can't have the word of God coming out. Not I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about God speaking through you because these are the thoughts that he, he put in you. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, God doesn't put thoughts in you. Oh, yeah. He thinks through your, he thinks through your mind. If, you'll, right. if you yield your mind to God, you will think the thoughts of God. Yes. And you will, you'll, you'll, know, you'll know his ways also. You mm-hmm. know, Isaiah chapter 55 talks about that. It says, you know, seek the Lord while, while he can be found. Call on him while he's near and let the wicked forsake his way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so there are the ways of the wicked, but you have to forsake those ways. And the unrighteous man, let him forsake his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. Oh, come, come back. And so, if you're not if you're not in um, in line with your relationship with God, then you're going to have unrighteous thoughts and unrighteous ways. You're going to have wicked thoughts and wicked ways, okay, which are evil thoughts, okay. And so, you have to for to change those, you have to return to the Lord. And it says, you know, God will have mercy on you and He'll pardon you abundantly. And then He says, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, mm. and and your ways." Um, are, and my ways are higher than your ways and my yes. thoughts than your thoughts. Why is that? Because you, 
they're not higher than your thoughts if you are thinking his thoughts, though. And mm-hmm. so if you're away from God, then yes, his thoughts are not going to be your thoughts, and his ways are not going to be your ways. There, but, but there are people who, who they, they plug into the mind of Christ. You know, that's what the Word says, and you mm-hmm. have the mind of Christ. Right. And so you can't say if you have the mind of Christ that you're not thinking the thoughts of God. Yes. And you're not understanding his ways. Um, and so because you do, you do know his ways. And he, he'll make his ways known to you, but you've got to spend time with him. So if you're not spending time with God, you're going to wind up having these evil thoughts that, that come from within and defile you. Right. You'll, you'll have all of this stuff. That's why, that's why we were talking about um, you know what the, the Bible says, taking captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the way you take something captive is you, I mean, a captive that we understand here is, okay, so if I put some, somebody's in jail, they are captive. And so you have to, you have to keep, and if you're in jail, you can't just get out and wander around the town, okay? Mm-hmm. And so Many people's thoughts need to be taken captive. They need to be put in boundaries. Yes. That's what captive thoughts are. You can only operate like this. These are the boundaries that I give you. And those are in line with what the Word of God has to say. Yes. Okay, and so we've got to do that. Um, the, you know, you can have, you can be very open thinking and everything such as that. It's just like, okay, we're here in spring. And uh, we're enjoying the the beauty of spring now. the The spring weather. If you're down in Florida, it's still hell down there. So you're not going to open up your windows and doors or anything like that. Uh, I served my time and uh, twice. Served my time two times there. Yeah, that's why you just go to the beach every day. Um, And so, but but the thing is, so here, you know, we're opening up our windows, open up the doors. We're now is this is the time of the year when we start eating outside, and uh, and we'll eat outside through you know, spring and summer and, and throughout the first half of the fall oh, because awesome. it's just absolutely perfect weather and you don't get fried outside and you don't freeze or anything like that. And you're so it's just... Eating up with bugs. No, yeah, you don't <laughs> deal with that either. Here. Telling you Johnson City's where you need to be, people. Okay, so anyway, we... Um, and so we enjoy that. So we have the doors open and everything like that. So, and, and your life sometimes can be like that. Okay, you know, I'm going to allow some, you know, some... I haven't done this, haven't done that. I'm going to consider this. I'm going to, I'm going to think about this and everything like that. But you know, if you have, let's just say around here, cause there's a lot of open territory around here and, um, there are critters that, that come around. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you've got all kinds of wildlife, everything from something you definitely don't want to come in your home, like a skunk. Oh yeah. Actually, I don't know that you want any of these things coming in your home. Um, but but let's just say your neighbor dog, because you had the you had the door open, your neighbor dog decided to just kind of stroll in your house or something like that. Well, you'd say, well, you know, you don't belong here, and so you need to get out. You don't just go like, oh, okay, well, I, you came in, so I guess this is your house now. <laughs> That's what people do in their thought life. You have oh, to understand, true. okay, when 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 thoughts come in that they don't belong here, mm-hmm. get rid of them. Say, get out of my house. Right. All right. It's not like okay. Now I have to. I have to be scared that you know something's going to come in, come in the house, or come in the window, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you just have to have to understand. Okay, if something enters in into my into my thought life that does not belong there, I'm not going to entertain it. 
Right. Okay. Like entertaining it. Like, okay, the neighbor dog came over. It doesn't belong here, but I'm going to give it all the food at once and all the water and <laughs> pull up a bed for it and everything like that. No, you don't make room for it. And you say, get out of here. Yeah. Taking authority over <laughs> right. it. And so we have to do the same thing in our thought life. Right. And so wicked thoughts, evil thoughts, they don't belong here. You've got to go. Right. And we have to realize that we're actually the only person that can do that. Absolutely. Nobody can do that for you. And a mature person too. Right. Because like if it were our boys mm-hmm. and the neighbor dog were to wander in, oh, they have done this actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I was <laughs> in the house right. last year and all of a sudden a stray dog <laughs> walks into our, um, walks into our garage. Oh. It was a big dog. Yeah. And, um, and as one of my boys is just like, can we keep it? I was like, it, we can't keep it. It's not our dog. We and uh, have a dog. Well, look, can we get can we get some water and food for it? I said, if we give it water and food, it's going to stay. And uh, well, what's wrong with that? Well, this isn't our dog. I said, I want it out of the garage. Don't even put it in the garage. Well, what if it goes somewhere else? I said, yay. <laughs> That's that's what it was. We did help. We did help find its owners. It took a few hours, um, and we actually contacted like the entire neighborhood um, (laughs) to try to find out the owners. But the thing is, is that sometimes and only because we would want that done if our yeah we're sowing seed who's not so precious sometimes yeah (laughs) has ran away (laughs) yeah hallelujah so but the thing is is that with you know there's things that may may enter into your life and okay let's not just limit this to thoughts because it goes on down the list there and it talks about adulteries okay there are people that come into your life that you know that that person doesn't belong in my life Mm -hmm. because there are intentions there are things inside of you it stirs up or there are things that brings out of them. Some people, they're they're okay as long as they're not with this other person here. True. But you get the you get the two of them together, and it's just like you know something good is not going to happen here, okay? <laughs> right. Because I've got this issue or weakness. That, yeah, yeah, weakness or something like this, and you you can't be around it. You're just like, well, I've never seen this come out of this person before. Okay, it's because something in this person is having to do with something in this person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and let me just, uh, let me give you some insight here as being a dean for many years. And many of you that listen to this were students, um, while I was, while I was a dean, the Bible college and everything like this. And so if I, if I saw that there was someone that had a particular issue, a character issue in them that I knew was being fed by an evil spirit. Okay. And, and I knew that it was something that would spread through others. I wouldn't always immediately grab the person and like, you know, you know, deal with the situation and everything else because I wanted to see who else is involved in this. And so I would watch the person for a few days to see who they hung out with. And most of the time, those, not just people that they would just casually contact, but with things they, people they hung with, typically you could find that there are similarities or commonalities in the people's lives. And many times it has to do with familiar spirits. Mm-hmm. Right. Ta-da. Right. And then you can deal with a lot of things all at one time mm-hmm. because spirits attract each other. Mm-hmm. And so if you have somebody that has an adulterous spirit in them, you know, they can come around some people and not be affected at all because the person's just like, I don't have anything to do, you know, with 
with, you know, myself or, you know, that, that doesn't have anything to do with me, but you come up with somebody else that has a weakness in that area and you put these two together, um, you're going to have some things that begin to manifest that are not good. Why? Because it's exposing, it's showing what was already defiled in that person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you see the areas you see, it says evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, I want to tell you a fornication, and that's that sexual immorality, and that's uh, let's illicit, uh, illicit uh, sexual activities of all kinds, various kinds. That would be premarital sex. It would be homosexual, uh, homosexuality, any any form of sexual immorality, even pornography. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you'll find that these spirits they attract each other, and so. Um, you find somebody that that is given over into these areas. They may think that, oh, I'm just attracted to that person. Well, actually, it's not you that's attracted. It's actually the spirit that is fueling that person that Mm -hmm. draws that other thing. Mm -hmm. The anointing attracts, but so do spirits, okay? And so you can find out if people are defiled by, by evil spirits or by just a loose flesh. They haven't dealt with their flesh that... That will, you'll, you'll find it pinging off of other people that have similar defilements. Right. Okay. Right. And, um, and so evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, it goes on into murders. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Okay. How often does that happen? Well, thankfully, hopefully where you live, <laughs> um, that doesn't happen very long, very often. Okay. Or if ever. Because, you know, that's taken the life of somebody else. But you don't just randomly murder somebody. Right. It's a process. It it is a process. It's a thought process. Mm -hmm. You're going through it. I'm not just talking about self-defense, okay? When, you know, something something goes down and, you know, somebody pulls a knife on you and, and, you know, you're just like, okay, I've got to fight for my life. And um, ends up the other person loses their life well that wasn't like thought out premeditated or something like that we're talking murder here talks about okay Mm -hmm. um and so and so these things are because someone had a defilement within them that was never dealt with by the word of god right Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.